Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is an affordable membership site and community dedicated to eradicating chronic diseases in the black community. Diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, autoimmune disease, and stress-related diseases. If you're in the market to get healthy and get some customized coaching and masterclasses that's fitted just for you, then visit us at theblackhealthacademy.com. Again, theblackhealthacademy.com. Peruse the website. Check out what the Academy is all about. We have three full schools inside of the Academy. Plank You, which is dedicated to your exercise. Plant You, which is dedicated to plant-based nutrition. And Sci-Fi, which is dedicated to your psychological and emotional health. So again, visit www.theblackhealthacademy.com to join the conversation and the community. Welcome to the podcast. I'll be your host, Lisa A. Smith, Black Health Academy founder, joined by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. Jay, I was reading this article um, just the other day, Mm -hmm. and did you know now you can subscribe to cars? So you know how you have a phone, telephone subscription, Mm -hmm. um, a monthly subscription, or you can monthly subscribe to a magazine? Mm Mm-hmm. Now they have created subscriptions for vehicles. So if you can't afford to outright buy the vehicle and if leasing the vehicle is too long, like, you know, how they have one or two year leases, you can now subscribe to a vehicle, meaning you pay a monthly fee, you drive the vehicle, it includes insurance, it includes everything, and you just pay a monthly fee. And if you don't need it again for two months, or whatever, you just turn the vehicle back in and then go back on the website, resubscribe when you want a new vehicle, and you can switch it out. So, like, Cadillac, Volvo. That's kind of cool. I thought it was so cool. I was reading this article, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, subscriptions to vehicles. Yeah, I like it. And that kind of cool for people who, like, live in cities where they don't have to drive all the time, but maybe they, you know, um, need a car for whatever reason. I was like, you what, know what? What city was it? Like Los Angeles or one they, of those? They're offered in a couple big cities like yeah. that. Yeah, like these uh, car makers are offering them in select cities. But when Volvo releases theirs in 2018, they're going to release it na- nationwide. Okay. But I was like, and and what I loved about it is that it included insurance. Like everything right. is rolled into mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Porsche, you can do it for like two grand a month, but like Volvo is gonna offer it for like six hundred a month. Like it depends on because you can get different types of cars, and and that's not bad because some people pay six hundred dollars a month just re- every month for like three or four or five years. Exactly, and yeah. and de- and depending on the type of car you have, that might not even include your insurance. Right. So you're paying insurance on top of that. So I was like, wait, what? I yeah, love that's it. Cool. I love it too. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah, I read that yesterday. Like, okay. But anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. How was your like? past couple of weeks i feel like we when we record we always got to catch up an hour before we get into it my past couple of weeks have been crazy so crazy uh, you know i started a new job so i'm getting acclimated um with you know these new rules and new people and i'm trying to go against my natural my natural um personality mm. like who i am because my natural personality is gets me in trouble <laughs> you know talkative and you know just getting to know people and being engaged and I've been really trying to stick to myself Mm. tell myself you know I told you Mm. before like my next job I'm gonna stick to myself I'm gonna be you know just really more um focused on the task at hand and not being um 
like into any social what's social trying to a social circle or yeah you know having friends and yeah. things of that nature because i do this at every job uh, i'm torn about the whole idea of it because I, I mean i know what you mean like you like okay i got a history of being a little too social yeah i have a history <laughs> and of being not too and not getting the job done yeah and I, and I recently found out um from lobi that i was no everyone knew me she was like her mom you know her mom friend worked at my last job uh-huh. and her mom friend was like yeah everybody know jay mm-hmm. and i was like Ugh. what's wrong with it's just who you are though yeah but uh no i'm trying something new this time okay well okay you can try something new this time but maybe the new thing you try this time <laughs> shouldn't be you trying to change but you trying to find find an environment that fits who you are so like maybe you know there's all these new hip companies now right right and these hip companies they more cater the work environment to the young thriving right. can't sit still right type of worker my, that was my last job though and i overdid it i don't like, think I had, that was your up. last job you still had to you know be on the phone or take a certain amount of orders you know maybe you need to be something that's more physical the, the actual job itself is more physical right do you know do you know what i'm saying yeah um where you're literally working with people versus you know a system I get a it. phone system a computer system or something like that and you know they got the cool ones you know where you know the, you know you don't see the offices and you're right your last job was kind of like that as far as the physical space mm-hmm. but the work itself still required you to be still focused right have a daily quota right and stuff like that so maybe you know you can explore more into like what your skill sets are and you know pick an environment that's more conducive to it because trying to change yourself boo good luck it's been working so far like when i go to eat my lunch i'll be three weeks <laughs> No, everything. My diet's still working after three weeks, girl. Please. <laughs> I sit at a table that clearly I don't want people to sit with me at. I try not to jump in anyone's conversation. I keep, you know, my responses. Let you me trying keep. to muzzle yourself? Like, just call me the day this all blow up because I cannot <laughs> wait. A girl that already asked me to go to a concert where I'm like, listen, <laughs> I don't know why you get the impression that I'm friendly, <laughs> but. Ma'am, I am not. It is so funny how your energy speaks for you before you can. Like, I swear. I'm like a music soul child concert. I'm looking like I should. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love music. It was like people, I love music soul child. I mean, you don't, granted, you don't know this girl, but hey, we can have a good time. It is so. Yeah. I, I can definitively say in my whole 35 years. And probably for my next 35, no perfect stranger has ever asked me to go on a concert with them. You want to know why? Because <laughs> I hope that, t- that ain't me. If anything, they like, you know, hands off, stay away, hands up, don't shoot, Lisa. And don't I, wanna, I want to give off that Lisa energy this time. It's not who you are. I'm more reserved. I'm more like keep to myself, head down, and I'm comfortable in this way. Even when you try and be that, you don't look comfortable. <laughs> you ain't pulling this thing off, boo. You need to just be yourself and allow the job to basically assimilate to you. All right. Anyway. That's a girl that asked you a, to a concert. To a concert. I might not have said that if you hadn't said that. Week two. <laughs> anyway. And it sounded tempting. Like, no. no, no. And you, but that's outside of work. What was wrong no, with that? because then she says literally right next to me. Oh, that was going to be a... a 
Now we're get, friends. You planted right. the seed for a bud yeah, relationship. No. Nope, I don't want to. Oh my goodness. I feel sorry for you, girl. You can't be that's what you're gonna be doing eight hours out of your day. You gonna be trying to be somebody you not. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm too friendly. It's yeah. annoying. Abort. 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 <laughs> it's abort abort mission. <laughs> There's no way you can just and you know what there's so many people who do that though. There's so many people who spend so much of their days, their lives, their weeks wearing a different Mm -hmm. uniform a different face to conform to an environment that they don't feel like they believe in i can just see people like snatching off the tie on a friday afternoon right you know what i'm saying throwing in the most ratchet me like whatever or just the opposite you know like oh they don't know that i'm low-key a square and i love you know what i mean just like whatever it is like just do your thing i got time for this you don't have time you don't have nothing to do it but but you don't have time for it. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, let's jump into our driven segment. Um, I love this one. This mm-hmm. is about, did you hear about the Nigerian bobsled team? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So apparently they are the first African bobsled team to qualify for the Olympics. Let's go. I, they have a video up with them dancing. Let's go. They're all, I mean, needless to say, they're all in shape. That, that's not why they're on Driven, but it's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just super excited for them because they are really, really like on the on the the front end of showing the world yes. and a con- the continent and, and just anybody who thought that they couldn't do something and be the first to do something in 2017, 2018, that it can be done. Yes. Because it never gets old. You think that everybody's done everything. It's been done. And no, it hasn't. It has not. So, That's yeah, these girls, um, they are so happy. They have a GoFundMe up if anyone wants to contribute to that for them to go to the Olympics. Um, I read that they ha- already have a few sponsors. I believe, um, what is the name of it? With the X, with the... Under Armour? Under Armour. Yeah. I believe Under Armour is one of the um, sponsors that they're either trying to get or that they have already gotten. So, nice. you know, shout out to them. You know, I know it took a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot to going against, um, you know, that inner voice of saying, you know, what are we doing? We can't. Right. No one's ever done it. And it just to just to overcome that, that's like a major accomplishment in and within itself. So, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I was so proud. And, you know, um, the reason I found out about this Nigerian uh, female bobsled team is because one of my former clients actually tagged myself, you, and our other friend, Tiff, mm-hmm. on it in Facebook. And she's mm-hmm. like, these three girls remind me of y'all. And I was like, wait, what's this all about? And so I'm reading about them and they're dancing, celebrating, you know, their accomplishment. And it was really a proud moment to know that someone looked at us and put us kind of on that pedestal with right. them because that is a major accomplishment to be the first female bobsled team to qualify for the Olympics. They, I think they're going to be in the 2018 Winter Olympics. Um, and it, it gave me a moment of pause because sometimes, especially um, in health and wellness, and right. then on top of that, in the black community, if you're trying to be kind of a leader in this space, it feels like, more often than not, a lot of things you're doing and saying is falling on deaf ears. Exactly. You yeah. know, and um, it can get very discouraging. Now, not trying to, you know, pour hate or anything on anything that anybody else doing. If we were in a makeup space, if we were in the hair, you know, selling hair pieces mm-hmm. or wig space, 
uh, even if we were selling t-shirts, mm-hmm. right, in the black community, it appears as if it's just much easier to get a following, to get backing, right. to get people to kind of support you and do your thing. And so to know that, hey, we see you guys too over there. Right. Exercises, promoting health, promoting a plant-based diet, a holistic lifestyle. Um, it really, like, the little moments like this or like that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, you see us for who we are because in those spaces, like you said, the makeup, and they're not disrupting anyone's lifestyle. Right. They're following what they already love or already want. Exactly. We are trying to inject ourselves and disrupt what you have been comfortable with. And so, of course, everyone's not going to be team what we're saying because that requires us to look at our life in a whole different way. So I get it. I get why it's like, uh, yeah, go that way, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So for someone to recognize like, hey, I see the good in what you guys are doing. This is how I see you. That does feel good. Feels great. Yes, definitely. So do you have a wait what? No, the car subscription service was it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. So that was our episode of Driven. You know, that's just to remind you guys that you can be in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get in the passenger seat with your eyes closed and see where life takes you. You can actually create your own path. You can be the first person to do whatever it is that you envision. You just stay on track. Just stay connected to your goal. Stay submerged into whatever you want to do and stay driven. And stay driven. Um, It makes me think about when I was just listening to, so I just recently started investing in cryptocurrency and I was listening to a course on it and um, there's a lot of debate in the industry now about whether or not cryptocurrency is a good idea and that it may fall and you're going to lose everything and because it's so new. And then uh, the gentleman who I was listening to that was teaching the course likened it to when the internet first took off in like in 1994, 1995. Mm-hmm. And people were saying like, uh, there's no way. Right. You're not going to be able to order a piece online or mm-hmm. talk to somebody across the world. And the internet was this big foreign idea. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people who was like, this would never make it. And then he was just saying, imagine if you had invested in the internet then. Right. right. He's like, that's how cryptocurrency is now. Like nobody believes right. it's going to blow up, that it's going to be anything. And he gave an example. He was like, do you know, and I forgot the gentleman's name. He was like, but in 1900, in the year 1900, it was like 1900 or 1902, mm-hmm. he was like this guy. And I think he was a scholar. So he was somebody who people respected and listened to mm-hmm. his ideas or whatever was like, Everything that's ever going to be invented has been invented. There will be nothing else that wow. will come out. And we've done it all. There's nothing else that you can create, that you can do, that you can. And and that was in 1900. And every year and, you know, at every space in time, somebody always thinks this is it. There are no such thing as new ideas. There isn't a chance that you could we could evolve any more than we already have. And lo and behold, there's always something and that just makes me think about them. Like, like you, you always can set a new standard or create a new platform or a new ideology. And, and who knows what they're going to lead to by being the first Nigerian bobsled team to do this. And I'm just like, we always think there are no new ideas or there's no new new. Right. Like I was just telling you uh, just yesterday, I went to a float therapy session. And it's, it was so major cool because... You go and it's like this big tank and they have like 
these like green and blue lights inside the tank and you can change the color if you want. Mm -hmm. And you can you can hook your phone up to play whatever music you want inside the tank. Mm -hmm. And once you get in the tank and you're in there for like two, three minutes, the lights in the room go off. You're okay. in a dark room. So all the lights, um, the only lights you have are inside the tank. Okay. And you have to watch our video um, first and it tells you, you will get uncomfortable after like 30 minutes. It's because you float on your back. They want you to stay in the same position. Don't move. Mm -hmm. Because it, it puts your body, I think they say, in a catatonic state. Mm -hmm. So don't keep switching positions because you're getting bored or uncomfortable. And so I did. And you know. I was just about to ask. How hard was that for you? It, you know what? It was a lot. And they said clear your mind. It was a lot easier than I thought. I started dozing off. I mean, it was way easier than I thought. But, but they were right. After like 30 minutes, I started getting fidgety, know, fidgety. And right. I'm like, no, you have to do this. You, They told you. And I did it. And, you know, I got out and I felt so amazing, Love like it. so amazing. And so it reminds me of because when I when I left, I called my friend. And I was like, I loved it. It was this, this and that. And he was like, you pay somebody to um float in a in a." <laughs> You could have did that at home. Yes. And and so I went. I was like, was he right? So I looked. And you can't do it at home, but it's ridiculous. You you end up spending like $300. You Then you got to buy all this. So you got to put salt. So basically what I'm saying is an idea can be expanded on. Yes. I'm sure someone probably did float at home. Maybe. Right. Right. All the time. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure someone laid maybe in something. Got a pool or something. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. But someone took the idea and made it. 100% better. When I left out the room, they have hot tea, lemon ginger tea waiting for you. They have a, a room where they have yoga mats, natural deodorant, blow dry, all this stuff mm -hmm. to like help you continue to relax. The experience, yeah. The whole entire, they had Himalayan salt rocks everywhere. They had, I mean, so they took an idea, I'm sure, I don't know where they got it from. Yeah. But they made it their own. Well, I'm sure it's probably extended from some ancient old practice. Right. right. You know, and, and there is a big movement now, you know, towards relaxation mm -hmm. and stillness. Right. And um, yeah, because we're overstimulated. Oh, we're extremely overstimulated with our phones and our TVs. It's, and, Jay is so know. insane. I cannot even. And it upsets me because I hate being kind of like uh, a clog in the wheel. Because I can literally see, um, thank goodness, we're so we're so hyper self-aware, right? Right. And so I can literally tell when a behavior that I display is because of some conditioning that's coming from my environment. Mm -hmm. Like, like trying to sit down at the computer and type up an email. Mm -hmm. All I, I can only do it two or three minutes before I got to jump to something else. I can't say, mm -hmm. and I know that's specifically because social media, for example keeps the posts and the updates coming so fast that you always want to jump to the new hot thing. You want right. to jump to, and not being able to focus on a task. Like the way I study now, like mm -hmm. I was like, why can't I sit down and study for three or four hours straight? Well, first of all, it's not unhealthy. You don't absorb the content like you mm -hmm. would, blah, blah, blah. But now I have to study in short bursts. So I have to, I, I study like on a timer. I'll set my timer for 45 minutes and mm -hmm. I'll do 45 minutes on, 45 minutes off. And I'll do blocks of those throughout the day. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so annoying because I know it's part of my environment of how everything, there's always stimulation. So I can no longer focus on a task. And I'm trying to go against the tide and go against the current uh, constantly with everything right. I do in my life. And I have to literally have this self uh, inner dialogue like, Lisa, 
finish the email. Don't uh-huh. do anything else. Uh-huh. Lisa, finish, you know, uploading you know the podcast. Don't do anything else. Absolutely. I hate that. Yeah, and it's annoying because my son is like a movie here. He's like mm-hmm. 100% movie buff. Mm-hmm. And he's not just a movie buff for himself. He wants you to be a movie buff. <laughs> so... Anytime we watch a movie together, I can't do anything. He watches me to make sure. Did you see that? Did you see that? My uni phone don't, don't like. That I sounds like being vegan. I'm a vegan, but I want all of I us. I want you to enjoy this <laughs> good life. <laughs> I and promise I, you. And so it makes me so aware of how much, you know, I'm trying to respond. I'm like, okay, but I'm, I swear I'm just going to answer this text. And I, I'm, I'm paying attention. And it just annoyed me with myself. Like, whoever's texting you, whatever's on social media, whoever... Shut it down for your son. For his movies aren't even two hours. Right. Like shut it down for him. He wants to spend this time. You don't get this time back. Like yes. you don't get his childhood back. This means a lot to him. Get off the phone already. Yes. What do I do? Try to sneak and get on the phone. Right. Answer a text. What's that ding? What's that notification? And it's just, you know, I've just been so, like you said, following following the norm yeah does this. but literally our brains are being changed with tech technology and that's what i'm trying to fight against like i can tell my brain is literally being changed i can tell when things i think or ideas i have are strictly from conditioning or mm-hmm. when ideas i don't have are strictly from conditioning you know what i mean and i it really really frightens the heck out of me yeah, Tajma was laughing at us. I'm going to say us because <laughs> when I told her I was going to the float therapy, she's like, oh, my God, what won't y'all do? What won't y'all do? We have float, float therapy and salt water. This will make you uh, healthier and think better. We'll take it. <laughs> we have this um, leg. She started making up stuff. Have this leg thing. You hop on one leg to the corner and then uh, you, you uh, pet a dog with your uh, We'll take it. We have you go to you drive to the canyon and you drink the spring water. We'll do it. She's like, what? What? When does it end? I'm like, it doesn't. It doesn't. If you say something will bring me more peace or help, we'll I take owe it. it to myself. <laughs> we'll take it. I owe it to myself to try it. Like, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and even I can tell when people in my environment are starting to rub off on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. If somebody wants to lay around and chill all day, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll lay around and chill all day. Like, no, but that might be a good thing, though. Sometimes, but you, but there's also you have responsibilities because I I know how to stop and just be still. And sometimes, you know, you'll put stuff off because everybody else is putting stuff off. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like, all right, well, we doing this now. Like, no, why can't you just stay? Focused on to what you need to do in this moment. It's just like having a workout buddy who decided not to work out today. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's stay the course. And so it, it's becoming increasingly more difficult, I guess what I'm trying to say, to find a circle and to find um, inner discipline with the environment that we're immersed in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's like... I'm, I'm yearning for a circle of people that stimulate me in certain ways and I'm, and I'm finding it hard to find that. Um, and then also like daily, like for example, just being at school, I can't stand being around the kids who just complain all day about the professors and stuff. Like I dread hearing that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? She does this. She doesn't teach right. She doesn't do this. Like whatever it is, I'm sick of being around people and, mm-hmm. and I can't avoid that. They're not my friends or anything, right. but I got to go to class. So like, it's just, 
I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to become a product of my environment and the extension of these dysfunctional behaviors that I don't like. Right. You know? Absolutely. Which kind of so- brings me to what I wanted to talk about today. I think um, I had mentioned it to you, allowing uh, your limitations to stop you or to halt you from doing something in your life. You know, mm-hmm. it, it basically comes down to excuses. Like, you know Gary V. Gary. What does he do? Oh, he's like a business marketing expert. Okay, he has this thing called called DEC. Uh And all it means is either um, dwell, excuses, or complain. You're always dwelling on something that happened in the past, or you got an excuse about everything you do, or you're complaining about everything, right? And it's so true. Like, these are most people. And we always dwell, make an excuse, or complain about why we can't get something done. And... Um, I was just thinking about like how often we do that to ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have this job or I don't have, you know, this opportunity that this person has or I'm too overweight or, you know, I have hypertension so I can't work out. My knee is bad so I shouldn't do that. And I'm just like, when does this stop? Yeah. But do you think the opposite could be a problem? Never complaining. Mm-hmm. Never. Because I was just speaking um, to my friend and they said something that really annoyed me. And I'm like... I don't like, um, basically what you just said, like, it seemed real petty to me. Like, I got bigger problems in my life. Um, like, I can't deal with your drama. Uh-huh. I'm like, <laughs> they like, like, what? And then I just ran down a gamut of things that I had never said. Ooh. And they were like, I'm your friend. Like, like observations about their life? No, a gamut of things about things that's going in my life that's going wrong that was way heavier than what they were complaining oh, about. got it. Okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to find that. And da 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 and they were like, why don't you, why have you never said anything? Why haven't you? And okay. I'm like, I don't, because I don't do that. That's not who I am. Like, you can't fix it. Telling you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. Telling you doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. Constantly complaining. They're like, but, why, like, why would you hold? So I don't know. And I was just thinking, like, is that a good thing or not? You know, it's complaining, venting, um, talking about things somehow healthy in a way because holding it in I think we're all kind of like that in a way we, we vent about petty things like girl this yeah. lady at store was on her phone and it, like we talk about stuff but our real deep like for real problems we right. just be like I'm gonna figure it out uh, you know I'm right. gonna get it done right there ain't no need to be a woe is me person they don't no one you know yeah needs to hear my problems and right things like that right um, yeah, I think 100% talking about it, mentioning it, bring it up is really, really healthy. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> my, my old wise uncle always said, mm-hmm. there's more room on the outside than there is on the inside. So I do believe there is definitely um, benefits to getting it out. Uh, but, you know, obviously there are some caveats getting it out to the right person. Right. Right. Because sometimes you can just become like a woe is me complainer with the right and another my, woe is right. me complainer. That's person. my fear for you to feed into what I'm saying. No. Oh, dang. No, 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 no. Right. Right. I don't I don't want the empathy. I don't want the sympathy. I just want to vent. Right. Yeah. And But I think like when you share stuff with me that's heavy or whatever, you, you're not going to get that from me. Right. Right. Not, so, like I said, you got you got to have a right ear. You got to have a right ear on the other end listening to it. Number one. Um. And then also, I think who you are as a person kind of leads where that goes because I know you're not that person. So if you decide to get something off your chest, I'm not like, why are you complaining? You like, yeah. because I understand that 
um, weights are easier to bear when they're lifted. And so sometimes you have to lift the weight. And I think sometimes people take it. um, We wear this suit of armor, especially Mm -hmm. in African-American community, um, black women, black men. They have we have so many extra thing burdens to bear. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of things stacked against us that um, it does become kind of a. um, a badge of honor that you don't complain and you just push through. Right. Right. And I don't think that's sexy either. <laughs> right. You know, it's way. And, you know, I just was telling somebody uh, about this recently. They were, um, it, they, they never complain mm-hmm. outwardly. Right. Mm-hmm. They always see the good in everything. Mm-hmm. They always see the silver lining mm-hmm. in the situation. And, um, outwardly I'm kind of the opposite. Right. So mm-hmm. I instantly see, okay, this is what could go wrong. This is, you know, how you might want to, you know, guard for this thing potentially happening. Um, this is what's not great about this, right? Now, see, I'm, I outwardly say those things. And so what I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, it's the difference between you and I. I was like, you know, you kind of wear this badge of honor about you always being this positive person and you're an optimist and you don't uh-huh. complain and you see the good and things and silver linings. I was like, you're a behavioral pessimist, whereas I'm a verbal one. Huh? So what that means is <clears throat> what it means to me <laughs> the concept is I made up. <laughs> I was like verbally, um, I'll sometimes see the glass half empty and I'll say it, but then I take action and proceed as if it's gonna be great. Got I was it. like, you say everything will be fine, it'll be good, let's let's not dwell on this, let's not work out. I was like, but in areas of your life, you never take action on anything. You know what I'm saying? You 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 you're a pessimist as you you always think you're gonna fail, so you never do anything. But you verbally you speak great, and I'm like I'm just mm, the opposite. That's, yeah, yeah, I'm a verbal pessimist, but behaviorally I'm an optimist. I got an idea. Start the goddamn. I mean, start the company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like forget it. Go out. Just try. Enroll in the class. Maybe you ain't gonna get the degree, but do it. But I, you know, right? And I, so I was like, it. It, it, I think it's very important to acknowledge too that you might not ever complain verbally but are do you act that way are right. your words and your actions synonymous that line yeah yeah that is so interesting yeah that that is so true because you can because you for appearances sake for appearances sake you want to be positive or maybe even to yourself yeah if i say it out loud i'll be in a better mood right you want to trick yourself right but then when you don't follow it up with action you may not even really um believe that it's true yourself and i can say that i think i'm both ways like I will speak positively and not believe it and don't follow up. And then on the other end, I will speak negatively, but we doing every single thing I can to like make it happen on the back end, you know? So, and then I think it also depends on who you have in your circle to kind of not some sense into you per se. Yes. Um, like my sister, Francis, she called me, Taj called me. And she's like, I know you hate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> These scrubs I had, I could not fit them for the life of me. And she's like, I tried them on today and they, and I slid right into them. And she said, so what I'm trying to say is if I keep up with this lifestyle, I don't want to be too skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Huh? That didn't go where I thought it was going. <laughs> what did you mean? I said, "Oh, well, let me help you out right now." <laughs> she 
She's like, do you get it? Because I'm not, I haven't even been exercising. I've just been eating better and this, this, and that. So if, I, if that's going to be my lifestyle now, and I just keep doing it. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, sweetie. Oh, my no. baby. You got, oh. you got a good two weeks the, before you got to do more. The innocence. The innocence <laughs> is so... That, yeah. that's so oh, I'm so glad you said that. We, we might as well talk about health for a minute. Uh, I, guess, I guess this is the Black Health Academy podcast. But listen, people. <laughs> We're going to park right here. We're going to park right here. Uh, If you're trying to lose weight, get healthy, and you're starting to see some results, that's what we like to call the honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. and the weight loss experience. The honeymoon phase. Honey, (laughs) them first couple of weeks, you probably drop four, five, six, eight, ten pounds easily, right? And so then, you know, you get this big head about yourself sometimes or you start giving yourself a little more leeway. Mm-hmm. You slack off a little more. You, you know, have a cookie or mm-hmm. you don't drink as much water that day. Um, don't lose yourself in the honeymoon phase of weight loss. Trust me. Um, <laughs> that weight is going to come off quickly in the beginning. A lot of it may be water weight or it may just be an extreme change in your diet. If you were drinking a pop a day and you stopped drinking pop, oh, you're going to drop some pounds. Right. Without doing anything other than stopping drinking Especially if you're a pop. man. Yes, right. Especially if you're a man. It's going to come off a little quicker during that honeymoon phase. But you are going to plateau. Your body is going to then reach another point of homeostasis and you are going to be forced to do something else yeah. to see that scale move. Yeah, that's what I told her. I was like, oh, you're so safe. You're so you're safe. So you're safe. too safe. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if you want my answer or not, but... Trust and believe you have nothing to worry about, nothing. unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it. But that's just um, one, of, one of those perceived limitations that people also say about a plant-based diet. Plant-based people look unhealthy or yeah. they're too scrawny, um, pale or, you know, that's one of those limitations that we put on. Our, I want to be plant-based, but. Yes. Um, but. Within, is that a limit? That's such a limiting word. Yes. I want to be plant based, but I want to be married, but I want to uh, start going to church, but mm-hmm. that is such a limiting. But what? Yes. Whatever is behind, but you have control over 100%. it. And even if you don't go around it, I want to be married, but I don't trust men. All men are dogs. All you know, all the men I dated before were no good my ex was this way i dated this guy and they mm-hmm. were that way mm-hmm. that is such a limiting belief system mm-hmm. like how do you i know it's hard as an adult not to take one one thing and, and take it over and carry it over to mm-hmm. the next relationship very difficult but take the lesson out of it and carry it over don't take the experience and put it on another person you yeah. just extract whatever lesson it was meant for you to learn yes. that's how i look at everything everything that's happened it's like what was i meant to learn why what was i was supposed to, what was i supposed to take from this how was this going to make me a better person <laughs> like hey you sound like me i get it now i get why you think i'll be so naive and so <laughs> so dense <laughs> It's finally my turn. I can't believe I get this moment. Oh, sweetie. Oh, baby. You have so much faith in humanity. What? See what I mean? This is, oh my God. I finally got my moment. Thank you. Listen, listen. You you telling me you expect people 
to have experiences and go through life and, and get let down repeatedly and to fail repeatedly and to try a crap ton of diets and never lose weight and then just go into the next experience like what was the lesson and I'm not going to carry any of that baggage with me. <laughs> huh? Is that what you're saying? Okay, yes. <laughs> I am tickled. I totally get it. Yes. Yeah, I I'm know. I'm not going to say it won't try to rear its ugly head, but uh -huh. yes, I have to do it all the time. I, I know. We all you should. You have to do it when you, if you're looking for a job, you got rejected from the last job, you go to the next interview, you go like to Like you will probably interview. tell me. We just need to be happy they still go ahead and look for another job. Now you tell them not to go in there and not be. Listen, Jay, listen. We have to go. You are getting so much satisfaction from this. I'm so I, irritated. I am. Because you sound just like me. Like, all we have to do is. <laughs> listen. Yeah, it's a lesson in everything that true. happens. That's very, very true. And sometimes that lesson doesn't even hit us for months or years down the line. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be some small trigger that be like, oh. Okay, so I will be transparent. Okay. Yesterday. The day before yesterday. Okay. I had the worst Friday of my life. Okay. I get up. It started amazing. Get up. I work out. I go to the grocery store. Like, boom. The day before I had to buy a lunch. It, did, it went all bad. People is not being friendly in this building. I'm like, uh, not another day. Okay. So I'm coming with my own food. I go to the grocery store. Find everything I need. Come back. My lights ain't on. My lights are not on. In, your, in the house? Yeah. Okay. They're not on. So I'm like, oh. so I have to find anything to put on. Like, I had to literally wear the same pants I had Was it dark outside, so it was dark in the house, or was it still daytime? No, it was um like eight o'clock. It was eight o'clock in the morning, so oh, it was okay. still light. So I was okay. just like, but my clothes weren't ironed. I had to like throw on some pants I had just worn. It was some, but that was at least my problem. I'm like, how, how is this happening? I've been paying my bills. Like, I don't get it. So, you know, my breaks are really short. I get, I call, I'm calling on the way. Oh no, my phone dies. My phone dies. I can't call on the way. I'm trying to charge it. By the time I get it charged, I'm at work. Okay. Right? I'm still on hold. So I'm still on hold as I'm walking in the building. I don't get enough time. So I'm sitting here these hours not knowing what's going on. Like, shoot. So I call Consumers Energy on my first break. She's like, no, there's been a mistake. Your bill's caught up. I'm like, cool. She's like, oh, wait a minute. You don't have lights through us. I'm Oh, call DTE. They put me on hold. I finally get through. They're like, um, yeah, I see your account. Thank you for signing up for paperless billing. I'm like, what? what? I said, so all this time I've been getting all these bills in my email. <laughs> not knowing, not knowing that they're get, sending me a bill. You know what I'm saying? Because all my bills come through the mail. So I have been basically not even paying attention to DTE. I've been paying consumers and AT, everything that comes in the mail. Ah, uh, dumb. So I'm like, okay. So right. how much is the bill? Right. Astronomically high. You owe four hundred dollars, and not to mention another hundred and forty dollars from a previous bill from your last residence. So oh, I was like, okay, all right, okay, all right, <laughs> all right, okay, okay, all right, all right. So I say, is there any way I can break this? No, no. You gotta pay all that. You gotta pay all that. So I'm like. So I get off work. Um, I'm I'm texting Ramirez like, hey, can you get the kids? He never responds. So I gotta go and I gotta go get the kids. And so I take them to their grandma's house. 
And I'm like, all right, so let me go get this money. So I go get the money. By this time, it's like 6.30. Okay. The, the, the one day they had me work this regular schedule, my regular schedule, which I get off later. So I'm like, okay, go get the money. I'm like, shoot, it's paperless. So I come back in the house. I'm like, I just got to get the bill. I scramble through this dark house. I grab, I, I look in the thing. I see just see consumers energy. And I'm like, dang, they said paperless building. I have no bill. Right. So I call DTE. It's like 6.30 at this point. And they say 17 minute hold. I'm on the phone for 35 minutes. Uh-huh. So finally I get the account number. I run into Kroger. I'm like, hey, can I just pay this bill with my account number? She's like, yes. But unfortunately we close at seven. It was like 7.15. Wow. Like, Why you didn't pay it with them over the phone? You had cash? I had cash. Oh. I don't have a debit card for my the bank. Oh. Like, so I was like, oh my gosh. So I go over to my sister's house, Taj my house. And then she paid, but this is like eight o'clock, and then she done, she done got excited, like sleepover. I'm like, no, no sleepover. We're going to like, <laughs> like, no, don't pull the mattress out just yet. I need to give you this money. I need you to pay it on your card, please. But I don't even know what brought this story out. The lesson. Oh, the lesson. The lesson I got out of that was stay on top. How did you just not realize? That you weren't paying the whole entire bill. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to my friend on the phone and he was trying to, he was like, dang, I had some funny stuff I wanted to tell you today and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you can still tell me once I resolve this. Don't think that this is about to dictate my whole evening. Like, no. That's a lesson in and of itself. Yeah. Like, no, you're going to still, once I get this resolved, I'm going to call you back and you can still tell me whatever you were going to tell me. I'm just going to resolve this real quick, but I'm not about to dwell on this all night. Right. Yeah. I'm spending money that I had no idea I was going to have to spend this morning. And I'm irritated about that, but it's the, I'm happy. Number one, I even had the money. Yes. Number two, I'm happy that I had somebody in my life to say, bet, I just put it on my car. Number three, I'm happy I had somewhere to go when I didn't have lights. Because even if I didn't get them turned on, she just was pulling out the mattress right then and there. Right. It, it was so many things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the lesson was, stay on top of it. Yes. Stay on top of everything. You can't just be running around talking about, I thought, or I, I was supposed, oh, oh, really? Paperless? Yeah. Pay attention, more attention to your email. You saw DTE. Why didn't you open it? Yeah, like it, it. That was the lesson. I didn't sit there and um, think like, dang, you know, whatever, whatever negative things. Right. Like, no, I, there was a lesson I was supposed to be learned, and I took it, and and I'm owning it, and that's just going forward. I will never make that mistake again. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That remind me of that lesson I shared a couple uh, episodes back about my uh, three thousand dollar nap. Oh. Don't let your insurance lapse again. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't let your insurance lapse again because it's gonna cost you. And you're right. And I and I had the exact same thought pattern as soon as it happened. I'm happy I got the money. I'm happy that you know I can get my car fixed right away. I'm happy that like because you could really just be like mad at the world as everybody yeah, else fought. Yeah. You could just place blame on all these external sources. Um, and so the same thing kind of happens with your health. Like in the black community, we are black females are the fastest rising entrepreneurs in the country. We're the most educated demographic and we're entrepreneur wise, like we're growing at astronomical rates. There's over 2.6 million, probably 3 million at this point, black owned businesses in the U.S. But literally about 90% of them have only one employee. So... 
if you're not taking care of yourself, what happens to your business? If you're the sole person right. in your business, right? Right. So you can make all these excuses about I you not having time. Yeah. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I have a pre-existing condition that won't allow me to do this, that, and a third. Right. Or you can act like you got something to lose. Mm-hmm. And not only that, because that's just, that's on basic surface level. Mm-hmm. You can act like we all got something to lose when you don't win. Right. Okay, because we always think about ourselves, like, oh, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to look this way, or I'm going to be a failure, I'm going to be a dropout, or I'm going to be whatever. But do you know you owning a business and offering your value, your service, your product, your talent, your intellect to the world Mm -hmm. is helping us all win the whole community. So stop making excuses why you can't get off this blood pressure medication. See, I don't think... It's not explained. It's not explained that you can get up blood pressure. Remember at the table when we were like, okay, what's the end game for your blood pressure medication? Oh, they ain't, no, the doctor said just be on this blood pressure medication. Lack of education is a limitation. It's a huge limitation, but we ain't talking to them people. We talking to the people who literally just sitting back and taking it and know better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there is a different, that is a different pile of folk. Yeah. Right, yeah. There are people who just don't know, like, oh, all I have to do for this is drink water. Uh-huh. Like, my joints don't have to, all I need to do is hydrate my joints. Uh-huh. Okay, that's education. Uh-huh. But there is people who's just like, listen, this extra 50 pounds going to have to come with me because I'm too busy. I don't have time. I don't feel like it. <laughs> that's extra 50. <laughs> it's going to have to come with me, please. <laughs> wow, I'll never even look at like that like those extra pounds is really literally <laughs> extra weight that you are carrying literally you feel me mm-hmm. it's just it's too much yeah but limiting beliefs i have a lot of limited limit limited beliefs when it comes to and i think we've discussed this before um when it comes to resources for my kids like this seems like no matter what i do it's always like i don't know enough like what could they be doing to be greater? Like, what could they do to be up-leveling? Um, I recently was looking into some programs for Morgan because Morgan, you know, she's really into drawing and she's really into, like, animated characters. And it's not just coming from a mother standpoint. Like, she has gotten, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, she's a great artist and that she needs to go further and things like that. So I was looking into different um, schools and things like that. And and then a lot of schools that were popping up were like colleges for older kids. My daughter, uh, you know, Morgan is 11. So I was looking into schools and I just kept, and, and at first I was getting nothing, literally. And I wanted to give up so bad, like, okay, maybe I have to wait till she's older. Maybe... They don't have anything for a kid just um, that just draws, you know. Maybe maybe there's nothing out there for an 11-year-old that draws animation. Mm. You know, maybe it's for teenagers or college people. Cause that's, and I just, and that limited, that limiting belief was creeping into me. I'm like, there's, I, I, there's nothing. And, but I didn't give up. Right. And I just kept looking, I just kept looking. And finally, I found um, a place. Well, no, Tasha told me about a place. She was like, Quentin, um, and that's another thing. You have to start talking to people about what you oh, need. yes, you do. Because I was on the internet, on the internet, and on the internet. And then, you know, I was just telling Tasha, like, I'm looking for Morgan, some an artist, you know, school for artists, not for painting, because painting is popular. Right, right. You know, I'm like, no, she doesn't paint, she draws. She right. draws animation. Mm-hmm. 
and she's 11. So that's kind of like a small box. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, Quentin, you know, um, they get, he, they sent him on a scholarship to when he was in like middle school and look up this school. And this is, so I caught this, um, it's like a museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up having a class for animation for, um, these characters. It was the perfect class, but had I gave up, mm-hmm. which would have been easy. Oh, so easy. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm like, huh, I'm Googling, I'm Googling, I'm Googling, I'm looking and nothing's coming up, but you have to, my favorite saying, well, one of my favorite saying that ET says is when you strike a tree, we talked about this, strike it in the same, strike it in the, keep striking it. Yes. It's going to fall eventually. Of course, those first hits, it's going to just stand tall. It's going to not seem like it's going to bend. It's not, it's not moving. But if you right. got to strike that tree. A million times in the same spot, you keep doing it. Eventually, it will bend, it will break, it will fold. Yes. And that's exactly what you have to do with something that you want. Those limiting beliefs, like Les Brown said, it's not, um, weeds grow anywhere. Mm-hmm. You heard that one? Mm-hmm. Weeds grow anywhere. You don't got to water them. They be in the dark. They be in the light. You can pour hot boil. They still grow. Yes. Uh, but the flowers, the beautiful flowers and the things that you really, really that will enhance your life. You have to water it, treat it right, put it in the right sunlight, put it in the right shade. You have to treat it right. So that's what the negative thoughts in your head are. They, they're the weeds. Yeah. They're going to come easily. You don't have to do anything for them. You just wake up and boom, they are there for you. 100%. But those thoughts that will push you, that will elevate you, that will say, hey, you can do this. You have to water that thing. You have to constantly get new information, go mm-hmm. to seminars, talk to people who are positive, eliminate the people that aren't. That's right. And be and be uh, specific and be intentional mm-hmm. about what you want to think. That's another thing. Having to have intentional thoughts is hard. Oh yeah, and pushing those unintentional ones out is yes. hard. Oh yes, it's yes. so hard. You would think it's easy, but it isn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> like wow, yeah, those negative thoughts are definitely the weeds. Like I didn't want you here. Yeah, no, I know you, but you have to evict them soon as they come up. That's the thing. You have to evict those thoughts immediately. You know what I mean? You have to give yourself permission to say, no, I'm not going to let you in because um, it becomes easier and easier to let them stay the more you give yourself permission to let them stay. Just like it becomes easier and easier to eat another cookie after the first one, right? Mm -hmm. I've already, you know, let my guard down. I've already skipped my workout yesterday. I've already skipped my workout. I didn't finish my water. So when Jay calls me today, as right. I'm all, as I'm leaving work on my way to the gym and say, let's right. hit this happy hour, it becomes easier yeah. and easier. That's and how it was with meditation. I skipped meditation um, every day for a long time because I skipped it the last time and my day was okay. And I'm like, Jay, no, you got to get back into meditation. Yeah. You got to set your alarm. You got to do it because you're falling into a trend yes. of um, excuses, basically. Excuses. And um, like how you said a long time ago, creating a culture within yourself. Right. right? You create cultures within yourself of failing. And that's what I've talked about before about, um, you know how people say your threshold, I have a, um, I have a high threshold for pain. Mm-hmm. Right. I can, I have a high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really common. It's the exact same thing with um, failure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have a high failure tolerance and right. we need to set our bar much lower mm-hmm. because we give ourselves repeated permission to fail yeah. and, and we give ourselves too much room. Right. Exactly. So your pain tolerance might be high, which may or may not be a good thing, but your failure tolerance needs to be low. 
like super low. Like I skipped the gym yesterday, just like you said. Like they ain't had nothing vegan friendly for me at work. There's no way in the heck I'm going there today yes. without having something to eat. Your workouts need to be the same way. Your financial situation needs to be the same way. Your relationships and your tolerance for how people treat you and how you right. treat people needs to be the same way. Like absolutely no, I will not. Like um, this morning, you know, um, I told you I was like, okay, I'm gonna be there at eight, right? Now, very, very rare for me, but this particular day, I have no clients this morning. Mm-hmm. None. My first client is not till noon. And that's very rare for me, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't want to, I knew once I get over here, we were going to start having a good time and kick it or whatever. Um, and I really, really wanted to work out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to treat tomorrow morning like I have a client. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I am going to set my alarm. Right. And I'm going to be at the gym at a certain time like a client is waiting for me. You know? Exactly. Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how (laughs) difficult it is to get up and do something as if you are being paid to do it? Or, you know, as if there's someone's waiting for you to do it. Yes. You know? I do know. (laughs) I do. And and I was so proud when I got to the gym and worked out. And, you know, because I didn't have any other responsibility. And it was also a little harder for me because I usually always have responsibility at 7 or 8 in the morning on a Sunday. And so I also, it would have been so easy and so acceptable to any who was listening for me to say it was a Sunday morning I got to sleep in right. everybody will understand that so nobody will be well. like you should have went to the gym like you said you was like nah it's a Sunday girl take that Sunday morning you never get a Sunday morning off I never get a Sunday morning off but I, I'm, I set my alarm for 6.15 on a Sunday morning wow, to yeah. get to the gym by 7 good, yeah. it makes you feel great and so and what happens is the day before I had told myself okay Lisa you have to study for four blocks of time mm-hmm. and you have to set your alarm I told you I set my alarm uh, for 59 minutes mm-hmm. to study. I get 59 minutes on and 59 minutes off. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I adhered to that the day before. Right. Very well. I set the alarm. And when my, my mom, when my hour break was over, instantly I stopped Netflix or stopped cooking or whatever I was doing. I instantly went straight back to my books. That's my, a good idea. When my alarm went off, right? Because I did that the day before. Sunday morning, it was much easier to get up. At 6 a.m., like I had a client waiting for me to go to the gym. Like, the thing I think is crazy about this is that we think stuff takes a minute to work. You know what I'm saying? Remember we talked about that before? Yeah, right, right. Like, we act like change takes six months. No. You can do something great the next day and continue the next day and watch me have discipline again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Mm -hmm. Right? You start creating this culture within yourself. So, just like... You know, you drop the ball on Thanksgiving and you ate a bunch of crap and then you ate a bunch of crap for the next two weeks. You could do the exact same thing and the opposite. You absolutely can, depending on what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about that as well. Some people need to be baby steps. Some people actually need to be baby steps into certain situations. But how can you, you can still use that method with baby steps. Right. Because if you are baby step, stepping, you are changing. Every day, little by little. Yeah, whatever the baby step is. Maybe your baby step is just drinking one cup of water when you wake up. Right. That's a baby step into eventually drinking half your body weight. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like it's just all... Girl, consistency, the big C. Mm -hmm. Just we talked about a few episodes back when we gave our our, uh, chance formula for weight loss. Mm -hmm. And one of the C's was consistency. Yeah. That's always the missing piece. It's always the consistency that's the missing piece. Yeah, like I'm always uh, trying to... Not act shocked when someone said they don't see results or something. And I asked them the last time, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, <laughs> a half a month ago. Like my eyes must 
look at Chinese. What you mean? <laughs> Why would you see results from something that you're skipping? You haven't earned most any results. Of the time? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but then that creates a limiting belief system. I have, I've been working out. I can't do it. I can't lose weight. Mm-hmm. No, you haven't been doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing how. But it hasn't. The world hasn't coached enough. The world hasn't coached enough. What's that, what's the that? world coaches you until you go to school every day to get this A. You listen to your teacher to get this A. You do this to get this A. The world doesn't really coach us on how to be a dedicated, consistent um, person and to, 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 to make changes in your personal life. No, it does not coach us on that. I really There's like that. There's specific things that the world coaches us on. Yes. You want a relationship, you be faithful. You do this, you do that, you do this. And so we have plenty of examples you can pull, snatch out the air for if you want this, you do this. But when it comes to, um, you know, psychological fitness or mm-hmm. um, health and wellness, fitness, mm-hmm. and that, there's not, you have to literally intentionally go get a coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So it's, it's different. So it, it, I can see how a person can not know certain things and think like, well, I ate good for a week. Where's my results? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I exercise for Especially a week. when results? other things that are not in the same lane will run parallel to that ideology. Mm-hmm. Like you, you get results so fast with everything else. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So even though it's not weight loss, you're like, okay, well, I made this move in this lane and that, you know, resulted in results right away. So why doesn't the same thing happen over here? So even though they're not in the same category, they run parallel. And so we believe. I don't understand. The microwave generation. I just recently got uh, rewarded greatly for something that I've been working on for 11 years. Uh (laughs) So I picked up Morgan and uh, she was telling me, she was like, oh, it's so funny. Um, Me... me and this boy almost fought because he said something about this and he uh, said... She was just going on and on. Um, And I was like, Morgan, to me... It sounds like you like this little boy mm-hmm. to me. I'm just saying. It, right. it, this sounds like you like this. I said, you like him? She said, yeah. I said, you like him like a boyfriend? She said, well, yeah. I said, does um, he like you? She said, no. I said, how you know? She said, I heard him say, like, I like her, but I don't like her like that. And I was like, I was like, well, at least you know. I was like, well, um, you know, it's a good thing that he's not the, the only opportunity you have in life. And I was like, you know, don't. And I just acted really, really normal. And then I ended it with like, you know, and you're too young to be dating boys anyway. And you got this, this and that. But inside my head, mm-hmm. it was the biggest moment. I'm like, my daughter trusts me enough to tell me she likes a boy. She didn't, you know, save it for her friends. She didn't act awkward. She would just like, you know. I've been, you know, constantly, constantly trying to have a good rapport with my kids. Like, that's yes. so important to have an open relationship. Yes. I, I'm not about to. Boys, like, I've been working so hard to, like, be a person you can confide in. Like, yes. I hate to think that you're going through anything. And it's like, you feel like you can't talk to Right, me. right. So when she told me, like, yeah, I like him. But he said, I was like, I'm winning. I am so winning as a parent right now. She don't even know. She don't even know how big this is to me right now. Like, if I just want to keep this up for life. Like, because I tell her, like, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm your biggest confidant. Like, confidant. Mm-hmm. If you trust me, like, you, you would not have a better friend in life. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. dad. 
I'm sorry, auntie. I'm right. sorry, but you know, I'm it. I'm it. Yeah. So the fact that she trusted me, I was like, wow. Like that's a payoff. That's a payoff for the times where I'm like, tell me. She's like, no. I'm like, Morgan. You know, I had to kind of push it out of her and things yeah. like that. She told me I didn't make a deal, so it finally we're to the point where. She tells me with ease and I don't have to like convince her or, yes. you know, things like that. So the, the point is you hit something a million times. It eventually will fall. It will. I'm telling you. Yes. I'm telling you. Yeah. It has taken me work to get us here. It yeah. ain't just here because I wished it. Like I have been consistent. Like you said, the yeah. big C consistently. Yes. Intentionally working on a good relationship with not only my daughter, my son, my son is just easier, but it's, it's taking work right? because she's changing. Right. It was easy when she was five and six, but right. as she goes into her, you know, her hormones and now she has a, you know, a friend, a best friend she can confide in on the phone. They talk all day. So she has a confidence. She don't need me no more. Right. But she still told me. And so I got to, I still have to stay because that's another thing. Let's talk about that. Yeah. When you do get a win. Yes. And you feel like you can fall back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That's the time to go harder. Absolutely. That when you see a little breakthrough, that is not your time yep. to, to, to be like, oh, okay. So I don't can- be trying to play me next time you call me telling me somebody <laughs> in the world recognized the Black Health Academy. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> oh, I'm no, not going to let this. I'm not going to let this get me happy. <laughs> No, no, you're ridiculous. I'll call Lisa and be like, oh my God, I hear some really great news about the Black Health Academy and or something that I've heard that she's done. I'm just calling her to tell her to like, you know, in case you were feeling any type of ways to boost your morale. And, and she's like, really? Oh my God, that's great. All right, all right back to business. Like, back to wait, business. Wait, what? You don't even get five minutes. Absolutely not. No. Like, no. I can't. No, I can't I'm afford it. rejoicing. I could have been making my next move. That's right. What? Get off my phone with all this rejoice. I got, I got moves <laughs> to make. You're trying to weaken me. <laughs> right. Right. You are not going to weaken me, man. You got to stay the course out here because it, it, it is, you know, and of course I recognize that you, there's absolutely important to make time for celebration in your wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're obviously, you know, being extreme about it, but are we, that happened. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Too personal. That's why if you don't do a podcast, find a perfect stranger who don't know you. I'm like, no, we're being extreme. Yeah, exactly. That was my point. <laughs> But but it is easy to be like, boom, I lost 10 pounds. Like, Taj, I don't want to get too skinny. Let me go have a burger. <laughs> Let me... I don't want to get girls. <laughs> if only. If only. But those wins make you so happy. But those, that is definitely the time to be on your game even more. Moreover, because more opportunity is going to come your way mm-hmm. uh, with that with that one win. And you, and it, especially in health and in weight loss. So it's very, very important to still stay just as disciplined and just as consistent. You may Absolutely. be down two pan sizes. Maybe your medication got reduced. You know, maybe you're feeling good. Your knees don't hurt anymore. You cannot just have one Pepsi now. You you don't you don't get that luxury. Right. Okay. You it's time to take it to the next level. You're getting those micro wins. It's time to maximize that mm-hmm. and go harder because it's actually easier in the beginning, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But then it, as you 
come around to the reality that this is a lifetime of work and this yeah. is a lifetime of effort, mm-hmm. sometimes that can be discouraging if you haven't yet fell in love with it. Right. Right? Um, because eventually you're going to get to the place where you crave it, you need it, you can't go without it. I cannot see myself not drinking a gallon of water every day. I, I love it. Like that's. But in the beginning, like we talked about before, it was it was manual, but now it's automatic. But once you get those wins, you have to keep going until this behavior becomes automatic. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I remember how it was a manual labor in the beginning of 2017 for me to save money. I had to consciously think about it. I had to consciously crunch numbers. And now it's just like automatic. Like, no, it, don't nobody get paid unless Lisa get paid because Lisa the one who did the work. <laughs> not the third. Not the th- I can't not. No, you're not I, ready for third person. I say that for next year. Forget it. Yeah, third person <laughs> always makes me like. I get such a kick out of third person. Yeah, oh, like, you gonna tell Lisa? <laughs> I never thought that was just like a good thing. Like this is weird. <laughs> you are Lisa. I love. Don't nobody tell Lisa what. <laughs> right, Lisa. Is she not here? <laughs> no, but, you mean yeah. you? But yeah, so you're right. Those wins can be false profits. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> Say that again. Those wins can be false profits. Oh, really? And those losses can be false profits. I remember for the longest, this was the stupidest thing. Every month, every single month, at the when you know my, when my cycle came, I would literally be like. I'm failing at this whole workout thing. Look at me. Look at my stomach. It's all. Look at it. Just sticking out. Look. It was like, you're bloated. Like you. And as soon as like those days were over, I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it wasn't even that. It just, oh, I see the results. Every month I would do the same old thing. Or you drink a bunch of water, you step on a scale, you're heavier. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you ate dinner, you're heavier. It's like, no, that's, that's a false. That's. That's a false read. Right. That's not even. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the moral, I think the moral of the story is stay consistent. That way, um, doubt will have less room to to creep in. Mm -hmm. It will definitely have less room to creep in because with consistency and determination comes confidence. And when you're confident about something, it's hard. It's so hard to shake my belief about eating healthy, um, being the... The core foundation yes. of a good life. Yeah, Jay. Yes. You like, there's nothing you can tell me. There's nothing if you, you can sniff, tell me. If you sniff, if you trip and fall, if your stomach hurt, if you got a headache, if your back aches. If you're getting divorced. If you're It must be your diet. It's your diet. <laughs> 100%. Like, we are so extreme, but I swear. No, it is. I promise <laughs> you. I'm like, I, I see a strand of dry hair. My hair ain't shy. I'm like, what did I eat? Why, or why, what didn't I? Why eat? my hair not shining? What exactly? Like everything. Yeah. I don't care what it, it is. It leads back. Girl, a couple months now, you know my nails naturally grow long. I had broke one and then another one broke. I was like, are my nails brittle? What am I lacking in my diet? Like, like, and that is the obviously was- related. But I mean, everything goes back to what I'm putting in my body or what I'm not putting in my body. Yeah. And you're right. Nobody can shake our belief oh, in, in I nutrition. So 100%. I will put anything I had on the line. Yes. Like, no, I promise you, you can trace it back to nutrition. Yeah, I'm like, why am I feeling kind of depressed this week? Your diet. Your diet. And you might can kind of trickle in like an exercise if 
that's going on in your Mike, life. girl, yeah, you're not exercising? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many uh, endorphins and excellent healthy neurotransmitters are released when you exercise? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so. Why am I feeling crappy? I haven't, you know, but pumped some iron lately. Oh, why am I allowing people to treat me this way? I really believe, I mean, nutrition. If you treat <laughs> Okay, that's in the no, podcast. No. Let me wrap this up. Let me explain. Listen, let's recite the pledge. No. She said people treat me wrong because I ain't ate right. I cannot. No, nope. Lisa. No, listen. No, listen. I'm not gonna let you do that to our people. No, I promise you. <laughs> when you go hard for your nutrition, I'm talking about going to the store, reading the label on every single thing, not putting preservatives, not additives. You're cooking a, a plant based or or whole foods. And you're eating right. Your confidence and how you treat. If I put this much effort into me, yeah. If I care about me, that I'll be damned if anybody gonna come walk treat me any kind of way. Oh yeah, I care I about me too much. I displayed how much I care about me too much. And on top of that, with every single day you treat your body right and you eat right and you eat healthy, your confidence level boosts. Yes. And so the things that you allow, I just believe that you get a. a a one diet. Oh yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. How you treat yourself is definitely correlated to how you allow other people to treat yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm gonna treat me like a, a a superstar and, and allow you, you to come in and talking negative and crazy. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Mm-mm. not no. this body, not this mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some plants today. Oh, oh anybody can right, get it. Right, right. Anybody. And can. I tried something new. <laughs> I had a rutabaga. Oh, bagel. oh, you done had a rutabaga? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you talking slick. Right. <laughs> like, do you know how I live my life? Right. On the edge. I'm adventurous. Sure. Just roasted I some rutabaga. I planted myself in the soil today and got connected with the earth. And here you come talking about. You ain't going to let me over. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get that nonsense out of here. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. How you treat yourself definitely makes a difference. So health is way more um, connected to Things in your life and yourself and your personality and your psychological and emotional health. It's way more than weight, guys. It's way more than weight. And all we ever try and do on this podcast, um, in the academy, um, on our social media is to get you to understand and see the direct connection between your health and every other single area in your life. Whether it be your relationships or your career or your finances or your intellect, um, all of those things are directly connected to your health. So don't believe that they are working independent of everything else because it's not. You know, when you take care of yourself physically, when you take care of yourself emotionally and psychologically, you're then able to perform better and at your best in every other single realm. So don't take this thing for granted. Don't minimize it for other things. Um, Don't make other things a priority over your health. They must coexist because that's how you ensure that you are performing well when I'm consistent with my exercise I'm consistent with my studying I mean it's a very clear correlation to me Mm -hmm. so um, I hope you guys recognize the exact same thing again if you are in the market to learn more about chronic diseases uh, plant-based nutrition uh, get some workouts that you can do at home on your own time please join us over at the black health academy Uh, coming up in January, I'm actually going to be sitting down with a um, psychologist and talking about some of the common things we see amongst African Americans in the mental health space. And so I'm really excited about that masterclass coming up um, in the academy. We recently had a masterclass on 
black women's health, where we talked about fibroids, where we talked about non-traditional pregnancies, where we uh, talked about some of the common things we see amongst women, health, infant mortality, that we don't see in our white counterparts. I mean, uh, we've had past ma master classes about type 2 diabetes and hypertension. And then we always have a ton of plant-based nutrition recipes and videos. So the Black Health Academy is all about giving you a 360-degree view of your health, not just about exercising, but also about nutrition, psychological and emotional health, and chronic disease prevention or management. So again, that's the blackhealthacademy.com where you can join the community, get in on the conversation, and get access to that content. And the Academy is super affordable at only $29 a month. So there's really no excuse because that's an investment that you probably make in fast food or other things um, on a weekly basis. So $29 a month is a great investment in your health to get access Excellent. to that content that's made for you, um, for us, by us. Okay. So again, the blackhealthacademy.com. As always, we're going to finish off with our Black Health Academy pledge. This pledge is available on our website, just blackhealthacademy.com slash podcast. And you can access this pledge if you need something to recite to keep your health in the forefront of your mind. I, the Black Health Academy, pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back here again in two weeks with another episode at the Black Health Academy. Please, please, please share, share, share these podcasts if you are getting value out of them. And please remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Black Health Academy. Until next time, be well. Peace.